You're listening to Rama for Today. Amen. Folks are not always ready for help. They can be helped. They're not always ready for prayer. When you go ahead and pray for them, many times instead of helping them, you really push them further away from God. We should give people an opportunity to hear the Word of God, to hear the Word of God taught before we pray for them. Then they, in faith, can receive the impartation of God's power. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, Healing Belongs to Us. I remember when, when, uh, when Dr. Dowie, I, I wasn't alive then, but I, I read this from his own pen. He wrote it himself. That when he first came to America in 1895, now see, he had received in 1875 down there in Australia. He's pastor of First Congregation's Church in Sydney, Australia. And the bubonic plague came and he had buried 40 members of his church. He had five more people waiting to be buried. He had other people that were sick with the bubonic plague. There's no cure for it, you know. And so he, uh, he said, you know, he was sitting in his, in his study, he said, just praying, you know, said, dear God, looks like his whole congregation going to die. Is everybody going to die? Where did this plague come from? Is there any help? When the Spirit of God suddenly flashed in his spirit, Acts 10, 38. See, he's asking these questions. Where did the plague come from? Did you send it? You see, where did it come from? Is it your will? Is my whole congregation going to die? When the Holy Ghost suddenly flashed across his spirit, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he said, instantly I saw it. Jesus is a healer. Satan is the oppressor. And other scripture then all through the Bible from the beginning to the end began to come to him as the Holy Ghost brought the revelation to him. Lord, he said, help me to preach that to my people. And he said, for 19 years then, see. See, from 75, 85 to, to 1894, he was here in 1895. Took him some time, came by ship. For 19 years, he said, then I preached that to my congregation. Now, no more. Those that had the bubonic plague got healed as he taught them and prayed for them. And for a 19-year period, he said, nobody in my church died, not a young person, not a baby, not a middle-aged person, not a child, no one but elderly people that lived their life out. That's the congregation's church. But see, when the truth was preached, they got a hold of it. Well, he came. It was advertised in newspapers because, of course, we didn't have radio and television in 1895. But the newspaper headlined San Francisco and across the nation said, Healer is coming to America. So he got into San Francisco. He had a room reserved in one of the hotels downtown there. And when he got in, actually, in and into his room, the management of the hotel comes and said, what can we do? We don't know what to do. People are lined up every way from this hotel, four blocks each direction, four different directions, four blocks standing two abreast trying to get to him. You see, people, people want healing. You can't blame them. 
And Dr. Dowie said himself, I said, well, the, the manager of the hotel said, what are we going to do? They've got the traffic blocked. Well, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll see some of them. So just bring them up to the room one by one. Allow them to come in one by one. Dowie said he interviewed and talked to, I think it was 254, never ministered and prayed for a single one of them. Just sent them away just like they came. When he got to a dear old black woman, I think she was the 254th one. And this dear old black woman didn't have any shoes on because her feet and limbs, I guess she had dropsy among other things, were swollen, you see, to where you couldn't get your shoes in. Her feet were bursted open. Her limbs were bursted open. They'd swollen and burst. And she had gunny sacks. We'd call them down in Texas and here in Oklahoma, toe sacks wrapped around her feet. And everywhere she'd step, she'd leave blood. She came in. She's the 254th one. He never ministered to another one of them, prayed for another one of them. But the 254th, he laid hands on her and she went out. Everybody saw her right perfectly well. Why didn't he minister to the rest of them? They weren't ready. I said, they weren't ready. People come for help sometimes, but really, they won't help on their terms. They're not ready to surrender to the Lord. Are you listening? Amen. Like somebody said, here they came, husband and wife came in for counselor was telling me, a Christian counselor, because somebody recommended for counseling on marriage. Well, he began to talk to them, found out they weren't really Christians. They, they belonged to some church sometime or another, but they didn't know Jesus, weren't interested in getting saved. Well, he said, this is Christian, you know, counseling. See, you can't help people that's not interested with Christian counseling to live for the Lord and not interested in Jesus. They can't be helped. But I'd help you if they can. What's your problem? The wife said, well, I have a boyfriend and he don't like it. Well, you could readily understand why he wouldn't like that. And then as he questioned, he come to find out she'd have five more boyfriends before she got to this one. And uh, he don't like it. Now, how are you going to help somebody like that if they don't want to know Jesus? You might as well just take them by the ear, lead them out of the office and kick them in the seat of the britches and let them go because they're not going to get anything anyhow. Say amen if you can. Amen. Are you listening? Sure he don't like it. She's got a boyfriend on the side. He went on to say he had caught her in bed with him ten times. Now can you straighten our marriage out? Why no, nobody can straighten it out. Unless they want it straightened out and they want to live right. They want to get to Jesus. Are you listening to me? Unless he wants to live with that kind of a thing. I don't know what else you'd call her. You know, that's, that's really, I mean, to call it a thing, you know, that's really worse. You know, that's not even being a good human being. That's sort of like a dog, dogs. I better hush before I get to going here. I mean... <laughs> You still out there? Amen. Amen. Folks are not always ready for help. They can be helped. They're not always ready for prayer. When you go ahead and pray for them, many times instead of helping them, you really push them further away from God. 
We should give people an opportunity to hear the Word of God, to hear the Word of God taught before we pray for them. Then they, in faith, can receive the impartation of God's power. Now, after, the, after this woman, this mother, after I said to her, you know, I'm not going to minister to her, but I'm just going to get up and leave, really, and you can take her back home if you're not going to let her talk. Finally, she said, well, all right then, all right. So we sat down. And I began to, even after we sat down, while she began to talk, you know, answer all the questions, so I had to stop her. And then I said to her, to the daughter, do you believe in divine healing? Of course, I knew she didn't. Knew it in my spirit. On the inside of me. Well, now she wanted to be nice about it. And she said, well, now to be honest with you, I said, well, don't just be honest about it. Just be brutally frank about it. She said, well, no. I said, I knew that the minute you walked in here. Just as like somebody told me. She said, I'll be honest with you. You said just to be brutally frank. Uh, I, I don't believe divine healing. I just came because mama wanted me to. She's going to loan me the money, $6,000 for this operation. And you just don't say no to somebody that's going to loan you $6,000 when you're in trouble, do you? And I didn't think it'd do any good or anyway and it wouldn't do any harm, so I'll just go along. Well, I said I knew that the minute you walked in here. That's the reason I didn't pray. Now, I want to ask you this question. Could you pray for someone who's lost and get them saved without them believing in salvation or in Jesus? No. I said no. You could pray from here to yonder, so to speak, and never get them saved. Now, your prayers in praying, interceding for someone will cause the Spirit of God to move upon them. But they're never going to be saved until they start believing Jesus is the Savior. Jesus died for their sin and accept Him as their Lord and Savior. Now, could you pray with someone? I'm talking about praying with someone now. I'm not talking about interceding for them and praying that their eyes would be open, that they'd see these things. But could you pray with someone like this woman brought her daughter to receive, for instance, the baptism of the Holy Ghost without their believing in the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Certainly not. Certainly not. Then how are you going to pray with someone and get them healed when they don't believe in healing? Well, now, some folks said, well, God will just heal some of those people just to prove that it's so. Well, why doesn't he save some people whether they want to be saved or not, or whether they believe it or not, just to prove the salvation so? Why doesn't he just go ahead and fill some of them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost or with the Holy Ghost just to prove that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is right or real? Well, in the first place, if you've ever read your New Testament at all, you know God doesn't work like that. I said, God doesn't work like that. He works from the standpoint of what you will. The last leaf of the Bible, the last chapter of the Bible. The Word of God said, the Spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, come. And whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. Whosoever will, let him come. It's according to your will. 
let him come and take the water of life freely. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the three-CD set from Kenneth Hagan entitled, Because of Jesus. Also, from Kenneth E. Hagan, the CD, The Precious Blood of Jesus, and the mini-book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Walk in Love. All this for the special price of $18. That is $11.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Now, if you've never seen the Rama lights and you live within this area, I mean, people come in here from Arkansas, Kansas, yes, uh, all Texas. over the state of Oklahoma, Texas, even yes. they drive up. I see all kinds of church buses going, mm-hmm. pulling through the campus. Mm-hmm. We have about 100 acres here, 110 acres. The trees are mm-hmm. all lighted and the buildings are all lighted up. It, we have about 2 million lights up. But the main attraction is to walk in the park oh, over there. Oh, yes. yes. That's the main attraction. It is really, really, really I know. It's really breathtaking. Good. Yes. yes, it is. So if you live in this area, make plans to be here. That's right. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan with his teaching, Healing Belongs to Us. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.